0: Well, good morning. It's great to have you tuning in with us today and listening online. I pray that, that you're all staying healthy and doing well. Now, if you have your Bibles this morning and you want to be joining us today in God's Word, we will be in the book of Mark. Mark chapter 8 and we're going to begin in verse 22 and go to verse 26. Let's ask the Lord to bless our time in his word this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that for the next few moments as we get into your word today, that Father, you give us wisdom About these scriptures, Father. Speak to our hearts. Allow your Holy Spirit to minister to us today. Father, we pray that you be with all those who are sick, all those who are hurting, all of those who are struggling right now. Father, we lift them up to you and ask for a special touch today. Father, open our eyes to see, and our ears to hear, and our hearts to receive your word this morning, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. So Mark chapter 8, verse 22 through 26. You know, it's been my observation that there are two types of people in this world. There are those people who care, and there are those people who say, who cares? Meaning that they don't care at all. So we have these people in this world who care, and the people who don't. And we're living in a time when it seems now, more than ever, we need people who care for one another. We need people who cares for others and who cares what is happening around them. And this morning, I want to share with you a story that is only told in the book of Mark. And it's right here in verses 22 through 26. And the Bible says this, they came to Bethsaida and some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and led him outside of the village. And when he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked, "Do you see anything?" He looked up and said, "I see people, and they look like trees walking around and Once more Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. And then his eyes were opened. His sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. Jesus sent him home saying, don't even go into the village. Now, the major theme behind this story in the book of Mark is about caring for one another. Jesus experienced deep feelings throughout this whole event, and it's all recorded right here in Mark chapter 8. Now, Jesus never wasted an opportunity to teach his disciples and his followers, so he took this time to teach them what it meant to truly care for someone else's needs. And if you'll look with me in chapter 8, verse 22, it says this, They came to Bethsaida, And some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. Now, I want to show you this morning that Jesus cared for this blind man's friends. It was the friends who brought the blind man to Jesus. And the friends are the ones that begged for Jesus to touch the blind man. The friends cared so much for this blind man that they wanted to see him get well. Now... Apparently, this man had been blind all of his life. So you would think that these friends would have been accustomed to this man being blind. Would have been used to his daily routine, day after day, year after year. But here in this passage of Scripture... Here they are, years later, still caring for this man, still hoping for this man, and still praying for this man, and still wanting to see their blind friend made whole. Their care for this man was so deep and genuine, and Jesus saw that care flowing from their hearts, and they truly believed that Jesus could heal their friend. Now, I'm sure it was their faith and their belief in Jesus' ability to heal mixed with a heartfelt concern for their friend that led Jesus to heal this man. You know, when I read this passage of Scripture, I see a lesson on intercession. Now, you may not know what that word means this morning or you may not understand what the definition of it is. So I want to share it with you. The meaning of the word intercession, or as some would say, intercessory prayer, intercession or intercessory prayer is the act of praying on someone else's behalf. And when I see these friends in this passage begging Jesus to touch their friend and heal him, I see a great lesson in praying on behalf of others, standing in the gap for other people. The Bible teaches us that We are to care enough for others to bring them to Christ and pray for them to be changed, to pray for them to be made whole, to pray for them to be made well. We should care enough for other people to bring them to Jesus. You know, the Bible tells us that Jesus himself prayed for other people. In the book of John, chapter 17, verse 20, Jesus said, "My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message." And the apostle Paul numerous times in the New Testament, as he is writing letters to the churches, he is always saying, "And I'm praying for you. I'm seeking the Lord on your behalf. I'm praying for you." And in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15 and 16, Paul writes this, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you always in my prayers. Now, these are just two verses of many throughout the Bible that point to the need to pray on behalf of other people. You know, right now, more than ever, we need to be lifting each other up in prayer. We need to be interceding on the behalf of others, and we need to be asking Jesus for a healing touch. Now, another point I want to make to you this morning before moving on is that Jesus cares for those who cares for others. See, Jesus received those friends, and he heard their request, and he moved on their need. See, people who care and people who intercede and pray on behalf of other people, they are met by a loving God who stops and listens. He stops and he listens because he cares that you care. And Galatians chapter 6 verse 2 tells us this, that you and I are to carry each other's burdens. And in this, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Now, look with me at verse 23. We will also see this morning that not only did Jesus care about this man's friends, but he cared about this man's need. In Mark chapter 8, verse 23, the Bible says that he, being Jesus, took the blind man by the hand and led him outside the village. And when he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands upon him, Jesus asked, Do you see anything? Now, the man was blind. Imagine this scene, if you can. A blind man, never seeing anything before. Surrounding him is Jesus and this crowd that is following Jesus. Think of all the noise that would come with this large crowd. And I'm sure that this man was excited. He was probably nervous. And I'm sure that he was a little bit overwhelmed with everything that was going on around him. Now, Jesus, knowing all of this and knowing everything that this man is feeling, knew that he needed to be taken away from the crowd so that his attention and his focus could be placed on Jesus and the healing that he was about to receive. So Jesus... Caring for this man's need, took the blind man by the hand and led him outside of the village. Now, Jesus teaches us what it means to be sensitive to the needs of others. Now, we need to understand the problems and difficulties that some people may face when coming to Jesus. You know, when we show love and sensitivity, while bringing others to Christ, we show sincerity to Jesus, and we also show sincerity to the one that we're leading to Christ. When we lead other people to Jesus in love, God will always get the glory for that. We need to be sensitive to the needs of other people. In Romans chapter 12, verse 9 through 10, the Bible tells us this, that our love must be sincere. We are called to hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in brotherly love, honor one another above yourself. And we see that Jesus cared for this man's friends, and he also cared for this man's needs. You know, and the next thing that I want to show you this morning is that Jesus cared enough to stay after and to keep after the man's needs. See, if you look in verse 24 and 25, the Bible says that he looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees walking around. And once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes and then his, ha- then his eyes were open. His sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. You know, this is the only miracle that is known to have taken place in stages. And Jesus had asked the man if he saw anything. And the man replied that he saw people like trees walking around. And the man's sight was not completely healed. He was seeing faintly, and he was seeing dim, and and he was seeing shapes and outlines. But he wasn't seeing clearly. And if you notice what Jesus did, he again put his hands upon the man's eyes. Now, why do you think Jesus healed this man in stages? What's the purpose of that? I mean, we know that Jesus could have healed this man all at once. One touch from the master is enough. So why would Jesus have done this in stages? Why wouldn't he have done it all at once? Well, I have an idea. I believe that Jesus healed this man in stages because he needed the man's faith to be stronger before he healed him completely. See, up until this point, the man is standing before Jesus and receiving a touch from the Lord at the request of the blind man's friends. It's almost as if he's running off the faith of other people. And I believe Jesus touched the man and healed him in stages at first to stir up this man's own faith that Jesus could give this man sight if he would just believe in him. And this man needed to grow more spiritually. He needed to grow more in faith before Jesus could completely heal him. Now, the wonderful message of this story this morning is that Jesus cared enough not to turn away from this man or ignore this man because his faith was weak. Jesus didn't leave the man or let him go. Jesus stayed right there with him doing everything that was necessary to meet the man's needs. You know, there's a powerful lesson in this for believers and for the churches today We must care for others enough to stay with them until we see their need met. We must continue to witness to the lost. We must continue to visit with them. We must continue to minister to them, continue to teach and instruct them. And most of all, we need to continue to love the lost. You know, we're so quick to give up when our idea of ministry is not met. Or maybe our words or our actions aren't received right away. But what Jesus teaches us in this passage is that a person grows in stages. And we are not to give up because we don't see an instant change. We live in a world of instant everything. And we have grown accustomed to things happening quickly. But that is not how it works with people. Salvation is instant, but transformation, that takes time. So let me ask you this morning, who is it that you have been praying for? And who is it in your life have you been begging Jesus to touch? Because we all have those loved ones who are lost in the world. Here's what I want to tell you this morning. Don't give up ministering to those who are lost. Continue ministering, continue to witness to them, continue to pray for them, and never stop loving them. Now, I want to share with you one more verse before we close this message out this morning. Galatians chapter six, verse nine, tells us this. Let us not become weary in doing good, For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. As I close this morning, let me remind you, we are to be praying and interceding for others. We are to be praying to God for other people. We are to be meeting the needs of others. And we are to continue to minister and to love. And we need to just be patient with those who are still lost in the world because growth comes in stages. Now, I hope you find this encouraging this morning because I know that we all have someone in our life that we're praying that God would touch. And sometimes we get frustrated because God's not moving as fast as we want Him to. But He's always on time. (laughs) You know, just know that growth comes in stages. Growth comes in stages. Let him work. Let him work. Let him work it out in his time. You just keep praying. You keep ministering. You keep loving. You do what you do and you can do and let God do what he does. Amen. Now, I want to lift each and every one of you up in prayer and I want you to lift Adrian and I up in prayer and our church family up in prayer and all of our little kids keep everyone lifted up in prayer we pray this is all over soon and we're all back together again in our church building soon and and we can be fellowshipping with one another we love you we're praying for you I just want you to stay in the word stay in prayer and stay healthy, let's ask the Lord to bless our day. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this word that you have sent this morning, Father. Lord, we ask that you just bless this day. Father, let us be a witness to someone around us. And Father, let us continue to love. Let us continue to minister. Let us continue to witness. Even if we don't see instant results, Lord, remind us that your growth comes in stages. Father, we love you so much. We thank you for our salvation. We thank you for our church and for our church family. Lord, bless this day. Keep us safe, keep us healthy. Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.